Welcome to the Daddy Gate Podcast with me, your fine host, Chancellor, and Mr. Wheezy Poo-Poo. What's up, my man? It's been a few weeks. It's been weird, man. It felt like we recorded one a week ago, but I was looking, I was like, holy crap, it's almost been a month since the last one. Absolutely, episode. yeah. Shit, man. Yeah, no, it's been busy. I'm, I'm actually glad to be able to sit down and record this with you, man. It would be nice to do it more often. It's just uh, at the moment things are a little bit hectic. Uh, but yeah, man, things are really good. And yeah, like I say, it's good to sit down and catch up. There's been so much going on in the world of Daddy Gate. We've always just commented on how the Daddy Gate situation is never ending, and it never is. So that's been, what, a month since we've last recorded, and I can't even recount the amount of stuff that's happened between, uh, you know, the James English situation with Atwood, uh, and then we've got this most recent situation with Atwood attempting to close the door on Daddy Gate with this recent podcast that he recorded, and then Mohammed Butt chiming in and i think there's been other things as well it's difficult to keep a track of everything isn't it yeah yeah it'd be nice but life happens you know it'd be nice to try to get an episode every week every two weeks but things happen out of our control i mean i actually for those that don't know it's been about a week now since i recovered fully from covid that was another issue that happened so i hadn't been able to yeah. do any live streams on on odyssey or any of that because of that uh, took me out for another week, so a lot of stuff has happened, and which affects <laughs> the the whole presentation of the show. But here we are; should be a good, another exquisite episode. Um, the audio quality, yes, we know it sucks, and the people. I was on a live stream with Uncle Bobby last night, and so I, people should have a somewhat of a heads up. Uh, my computer got fried, so unfortunately I couldn't record it, so we are doing it a more primitive but yet effective manner, so full disclosure on that. That's what happened to my computer recently as well, so do you think maybe we're being targeted by the government? It's the black ops, man. It's Bravo. the only Bravo. possible, really the only <laughs> logical explanation, isn't it? Yeah, and then you get COVID as well, man. I mean, that now you're obviously shilling. Yeah, yeah price... I'm not sure which side you're shilling for, but you probably are shilling if you say that you've caught COVID. Well, what? So, so j- let's talk about that for a little second then, if if you don't mind. Are you feeling okay now? Are you feeling good, or were you feeling terrible before, or how's it going? Well, uh, so COVID for me, and apparently it affects everyone differently. At least for me, it was just like any other flu. The difference being that I had a pounding migraine that lasted for five, six days. Migraines suck in general. So to have that for a week definitely sucked. I also had a fever for five or six days where I was just, my, you know, my body was having a hard time controlling its temperature. I live in the warm, sunny climes of Florida where this show is produced and directed from. And... I was freezing and then I was sweating and then freezing again. So it was any, again, anytime you have a fever, it sucks. It doesn't matter what it's from. It just sucks, period. So I was out for a good week, man. I I had no energy. I actually recorded a podcast uh, last Saturday, I believe it was. And for whatever reason, the audio wasn't able to upload to Odyssey. So, but I recorded that and I was just dying i don't know (laughs) that wasn't probably i had already scheduled to record it so i just marched or powered through it but i was still feeling like crap but then on sunday um 
last Sunday's when I actually started to feel pretty much, you know, at 100% capacity. And uh, here we are, man, bringing that energy yet again. You know, that's another thing you've got in common with Joe Rogan, uh, because Joe Rogan came down with COVID uh, just recently. Did you see all the hoo-ha about that? Yeah, man. Uh, he yeah, came that, down with COVID and he, well, he went Vice. through, let's say, I, I haven't actually seen Vice, but I can imagine what their take is on it, man. Yeah, they said it was bullshit. Uh, they, they said he, he was exaggerating Vice. it. Uh, no way in hell. He's just trying to push the Imervectin uh, agenda. Wait, I, I'm in good shape. Joe Rogan's in good shape. If you're in good shape and you get hit with yeah. this, your chances are you're going to be okay. Uh, it's not yeah. a death sentence. And that, and that to me, is a disinformation, in my opinion, to say that's a death sentence as soon as you get it. You're in good shape. Uh, I run quite a bit. I, I stay in... Uh, in uh, you know, I try to maintain the glutes and whatnot. <laughs> Mr. Joe Rogan, uh, you know, he's in his 50s, but he's he's a freaking specimen of a human being himself. And so if you're in good shape, yeah, it's going to suck. I'm not going to say. And there, there's people that are asymptomatic um, and seem to not suffer anything at all. But, you know, there's other folks like myself and, and others that you're gonna get a fever it's gonna suck but you're gonna be fine you know and then yeah, your antibodies are gonna be good yeah man i mean i def i i i certainly don't want to to catch covid you know because it can yeah. seem to be quite quite random as well how it can affect you so you know some people do seem to get screwed over by it but yeah. the, the coverage of joe rogan and it all depends what kind of treatment your country offers as well you know but the yeah. coverage of the joe rogan situation is just it seems as somebody said, it seems like an op because what they're, you know, the media is reporting it in such a way that they're talking about ivermectin, of course, and they're calling it a horse dewormer as if that's all it is, you know. So they're saying Joe Rogan is taking this horse dewormer, and that's so disingenuous. I saw a tweet of somebody saying like, I just, I just drank some, uh, some water, uh, which is a liquid, a solvent traditionally used to uh, hydrate cats and dogs. <laughs> Yeah. You know, it's like it's the same thing. It's like okay, it's it might, it might man. be, <laughs> it might the, be a horse dewormer, but we all know that that's not what Joe Rogan took. Joe Rogan took the human version of it, which has been through so many trials and so much use for so many years uh, with humans. Well, and he I'm took not the monoclonal any... treatment too. Yes, he pretty much said that. I don't know anything about whole... that stuff at all, but yeah, I heard well, about that's what I got. Autic, I, isn't it? Well, I went to, um, I went to Tampa. <laughs> Shout out to the cameramans. Um, relatives out there uh, but I went over there to get a monoclonal treatment that the governor um, had been endorsing and he's been getting hammered I don't even agree with the man's politics but when it comes yeah. to this I agree with it shouldn't him be most, political. mostly yeah it shouldn't yeah. be a political thing man and and so I got the treat like I had already COVID for about three days um, I didn't get tested but my youngest son did, and he came out positive, and I had all exactly the same things, and mm -hmm. it ended up, uh, everyone in the family ended up getting it, pretty much. Mm -hmm. But uh, I, I went, after three days of having it, we went to uh, uh, Tampa and got the monoclonal treatments, which are injections as well, but you're getting antibodies uh, infused uh, into your system. 
and it has been effective apparently in florida they had a huge surplus of this stuff and it's all fda approved you know and it's not some experimental stuff that you don't Mm -hmm. know what's going to happen a year down the road and Mm -hmm. so i got that a lot of people swear that you know it's like miracle drugs that that happened i don't know if that didn't you know i'm just being honest i don't know if that helped me or didn't help me maybe i was just gonna get better anyways uh because i know that day when i came home i was like oh that was the worst night uh when i came home after that dude Mm -hmm. I, i i was seeing things it was a bad bad fever that, oh, that night it was terrible but so i don't know i can't speak one way or another about the situation i don't know maybe i was on the on my way to getting better anyways or maybe that helped me recover quicker you know in, instead of lasting two weeks it only ended up lasting me about a week you know i don't know yeah yeah interesting man i don't think they even offer these these treatments here in the uk they're um i think they're they're doing trials on ivermectin uh, but it's not it's not authorized yet so i can't remember if they're still going down the ventilator road if you're you know if you if you get ill but as far as i'm aware the ventilator road ended up you know they realized in a lot of countries that that's not the way to go didn't they it's uh, yeah. causes more damage than good to be on a ventilator yeah. but I think more deaths were occurring early on because of that. And because it wasn't fully understood. And, you know, quite frankly, I don't think it's still fully understood. The origins are still up for debate. But that's another conversation. (laughs) Maybe That's that's an Odyssey (laughs) conversation, I think. This whole conversation is probably an Odyssey conversation, dude. But uh, I think we're we're quite... uh, We've been quite clear on the fact that we don't have a clue what's going on with things i'm not trying to push anything i'm just curious and i'll tell you one thing though i'm really just dismayed at the way things are going in the world at the moment man and there's definitely people capitalizing on on certain things at the moment and that's another conversation for odyssey but yeah the world's a scary place people need to start looking after their families and i kind of feel like people just need to doomsday prep man stop taking things for granted yeah well it's it sounds it sounds kind of crazy it might sound completely crazy to some people but doomsday prep you know having canned goods all that stuff is completely nuts man i mean it's better to be safe than sorry if nothing happens everything goes back to normal then you're all good you know you can have a laugh about it later but if stuff hits the fan you want to be sure you're somewhat prep prep for it and there's tons of exactly. videos out there even on youtube on how to can goods um tips and stuff so i would definitely recommend that but you know at the end of the day you guys are in charge of your own dom- domains if you will yeah i would definitely recommend having a stock up on things just even if the shelves go go bare uh, for yeah. any reason whether that's deliberate or accidental uh, and that's why we are sponsored by doomsdayprepper.com <laughs> that'd be nice yeah, I've seen a lot of that actually on different videos at the moment uh, these sort of prepping websites uh, are, oh yeah I'm sure I'm sure people. anytime these kind of things happen there, there's going to be a few that, that make a little handsome it's money to be made or handsome uh, streaming have you ever read or listened to uh, the audiobook by Smedley Butler, War is a Racket? No. Mm-mm. Oh, read that book. Or listen to that audiobook. It's only one hour That's long. Good. One hour long. Smedley Butler, War is a Racket. He wrote that book in the 1920s. 
five-star general, like huge one, probably the highest ranking military officer of his time of the American army. And he's basically saying the whole thing is a racket. It's about and money. It's re- dude to hear someone that high ranking and, and in his position say the things he says about the whole thing. And he breaks it down with numbers. He's using numbers. Look, the, the boot companies made this amount of money. The, the boat makers made this amount of money. Uh, these guys made this kind of amount of money, uh, blah, blah, blah. And he's breaking it down like, and where are these profits going to? And he, he's posing some good questions and he's making a damn good case. But you can apply that to pretty much any industry, um, you know, to be frank, not just the military, just any, oh, anything. So a, by you mentioning- a large, a large medical push. For oh, yeah. you know, from as we, as we're going through at the moment, and you do often like I would love. I think it should be a law that you have that you get to see the investment portfolios of the experts that are giving advice, because you you would be absolutely shocked uh, what some of these politicians have invested in, and it certainly makes their words completely hollow. If they've got if they stand to make a profit from what they are telling the public to do you can absolutely write everything off that they've said. Well, and there's so many conflicts of interest all around. And so again, when you see those conflicts of interest, how, how much stock can you put into the word, which I guess we can tie all that in, into uh, the podcast with a host in which Mr. Atwood was on to uh, try to finish up Daddy Gate, bringing in Callie as a as a key witness. So let, let's, I guess, let's start heading into that direction, man. I know you did a great video a couple of days ago. I'm sure everyone listening to this already saw that video. But if you haven't, if you've been living under a rock, go to Chancer's channel, check out the latest video. Excellent breakdown, tons of comedy gold. But uh, let's let's touch on that. Yeah, man. Well, cheers, man. It was a it was a it was a fun video to make. Um, although when I look back, I was like, wait a second, I didn't cut out all these little flickers of uh, terrible editing that should have been cut out. But that's what happens when you're tired and running on empty and trying to get a video out in a good time. But anyway, it was a very good fun video to make. I'm quite happy with with how it turned out. It's doing very well. But the comedy gold was provided really by, as always, Sean Atwood himself. You know, the jokes write themselves when it comes to Sean Atwood. We, we have to also uh, give a, an honorary mention to Mohammed Butt, though, because he was actually the star of that show. Uh, yeah. Mohammed Butt absolutely rinsed Sean Atwood in this case. Uh, shout or whatever, out. Shout, shout out. out and, and whatever Mohammed's <laughs> motivations are, people are criticising him, saying, well, he's, only, he's not in it for the moral reason. He's only in it to protect his business. Well, yeah, and spot on. Of course. That's his duty as yeah. a businessman. You know, if someone's so, slandering you or your business, wouldn't you? I mean, what's wrong with defending uh, your business, your livelihood? Exactly. There's 100%. nothing wrong with it. So you can feel about the man however you want. We're not telling you how to, you know, think positively, think negatively. We're not saying anything like that. We're just saying uh, be objective in this stance and put yourself in those shoes and you would absolutely do the same damn thing. And you'll see who's telling the truth there. Mohammed's not going to come on and start lying. Why would he come on and say something that he knows not to be true about his business? You know, he just wouldn't have phoned in. 
he'd have just left it, you know. But instead, yeah. he intervened by phoning in, and yeah, no, I thought it was I thought it was awesome. But again, it was Atwood with his 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 double standards. Really, was what struck me so much this time. He's wanting people to believe that Cali provides evidence like well Callie heard and <laughs> yeah she just happened to be listening was she was just she was just there was she at the time like fair enough so Callie heard and that's 100% proof that's what he says that's 100% proof but with anything yeah. else when you talk about him he says show me a video of me dressing her up like that show me a video of me handing the landlord that forged yeah. document yeah. Uh, you know, you've got to have video evidence if you want to talk about Sean Atwood, but for him, he can have second-hand evidence of somebody that he he himself claims uh, or put out a video proving that they just say what they want other people to hear, that video that he put out of Cali the other day, where she, again, as I keep saying all the time, she really did look very much the worst for wear. She didn't look well in that video at all. And she said, I just tell people what they want to hear. I constantly and always just tell people what they want to hear. What's Sean been saying? Show me the proof. Show me the evidence. And Show then the, the mob boss goes, bam, 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 bam. <laughs> it has to be video evidence. <laughs> Nothing would be, con- no, nobody would ever be convicted in a court if everything had to be video evidence. You know what I mean? Uh, well, in the in the most hypocritical well, not the most, but one of the most or more <laughs> hypocritical parts. Hypocritical yeah, there's so many, so many hypocritical moments in this whole thing. But him saying that, uh, you know, Callie's role in this whole Daddy Gate saga was to spread disinformation, just tell people what they want to hear. And now she's the key witness to this conversation <laughs> between the BNT president and Mr. Atwood. Get the hell yeah. out of here, yeah. dude. There's no evidence that she heard it, of course. It's just Sean saying 100% proof. I'm going to phone her. I've not given her any pre-warning. And even though uh, I've not given her any pre-warning, I know for a fact she's going to back me up when I phone her right now and that she's ready to answer the phone. You know, it's like anyone who can just... And and Mr. Atwood loves to say it. He's trying to brush up people's critical thinking skills for them because he's such a genius... Uh, anyone who is able to think critically about a situation would soon realise that there's zero evidence that Callie even heard what Sean Atwood is saying uh, that she heard, not to mention the fact that there's zero evidence that Sean phoned her without any notice. He clearly phoned her with notice. It was so obvious that he was texting her the entire time prior to phoning her up. Uh, And again, she didn't sound like somebody that was telling truth she sounded she was just saying yeah yeah i mean yeah, I, I, I was there yeah exactly yeah you know it's like that doesn't sound like somebody that's tell that's telling the truth that's just <laughs> someone that's going along with what someone else is saying muhammad buck called out instantly you could actually hear the moment that he choked on his tea you know he was obviously <laughs> he was just like, <laughs> Sean, like wait what ridiculous bullshit you're trying this on me you know what I mean? Like, you can try this on your viewers, but it's not going to work on me, mate, you know? Bro, it, the whole thing, it was it was awesome, man, because, you know, to be c- completely honest, no one was even watching that, you know, that show. It, nah, was, it was advertised heavily a week in advance. It was advertised heavily. Yeah. Uh, you know, combined, there's 700,000 subs, you know, roughly around that ballpark. 700,000 worth of subs and they were advertising the living stuff out of it and yet they were putting the same kind of numbers up that i put up on 
Odyssey with only a couple hundred subs total. You know what I'm saying? And so that was hilarious because, he, you know, the host had been criticizing me for having that amount of viewers. And yet, yeah. when it's their turn to do a live stream, they do the same amount and they have there's thousands only 50, and thousands. Only 50 more? subsequent, 50 <laughs> viewers watching at once, right? Well, when I tuned yeah. in anyway, I didn't actually watch the whole thing. I just yeah. got told, Mohammed's on, Mohammed's phone, Mohammed's phoned in, <laughs> go and check it out. I was like, whoa. Yeah. So I went and checked it out. And uh, that's what pumped them up. That was the only thing that, that bumped up the stream. And and even the, the bump up wasn't that amazing, you know, but it, it got them over the 100 mark. If it wasn't for that, it would have still been short though, like after on the the Q and A the live Q and A afterwards or something. He was like, "Well done, you you know you had a hundred subsequent viewers yeah, at once, and the majority live. of the show it had about fifty. Uh, yeah. For a very you know for a very large part of the show, it appeared to only have fifty from what I could see yeah. anyway when I tuned in. But yeah. uh, to actually praise someone for having a hundred subsequent viewers on a live stream when there's so much advertising behind this this yeah, stream yeah. that they did. I couldn't believe how low the numbers were. It actually, to me, looks quite odd that the numbers are so low. And it does make me, again, wonder not only about the sub count of Mr. Atwood, but the sub count of the host of this actual, you know, this actual show that was put out as well. I'm, I'm, I don't believe that uh, the numbers that you see for these people's subscribers adds up because at the very least you'd expect in somebody you'd be expecting somebody to have maybe 10 percent or you know maybe let's say even five percent of their viewers if it was a heavily advertised show you'd expect five percent of their subs to tune in yep. you know but it wasn't even close to that that would be about 350 about 350 subscribers would be tuning in at once she would have thought you know but nothing like that at all. yeah my, my nipple clamps interview far um outperformed that and that was on a channel with only 1000 subs total you know what i'm saying like the the action doesn't doesn't add up the other thing well this is my take on it was maybe i'm i'm sure that plays a role everything you just stated i'm not i'm not minimizing it but i think another key factor to it is that when these two, the host and Mr. Atwood, get together to talk about Daddy Gate, and they heavily advertise it, and supposedly this is the last time it's going to be addressed, blah, blah, blah. The reason mm -hmm. people didn't watch it is because no one believes it. No one yep. cares. It's all nonsense. And your latest coverage of this incident you know, on your channel What's the name of the video? Uh, Sean Atwood lies. Is uh, it was like uh, Sean Atwood's former employer, Savage. Sean Atwood Savage by former employer. Some something like something catchy. We'll put the link. You know how YouTube link works. will be in the description to that video. Yeah. In case you haven't watched it, but when that video in just a couple of days gets three times the amount of views than the original version, uh. That to me confirmed. I had already been thinking this. I'm like, look, no one tuned in to see this because, for you know, obviously the fake activity and fake subs plays a role. No, no question about that at all. But potentially, the other, yeah, potentially. yeah, yeah, potentially. Uh, the other, and I think the the other part to it is that no one believes it. 
No one cares. Yeah, people no don't interested. want to listen to something that they know is. People don't want to get lied to. People know yeah. that the wool Fairy is getting pulled over their eyes, and a lot of this stuff is totally false. And the way they were just saying, "This is the end. This is the. We are now closing the door on Dadigate," as if they have any control over what people <laughs> report on, talk about, or even make fun of. If we want to sit and make fun of Dadigate for the rest of time until we get bored, we're more than welcome to do so. Uh, and, you know, I personally think it's well worth continuing to look into. There's there's actually several things that were mentioned during some of these interviews that uh, are quite concerning and need to be brought up, uh, which we could, you know, we can go into if you like. But, um, yeah, the, the, the view count was, as you say, ridiculous. It's just, it, I, I, I agree with you. I think it's because people know that they're getting lied to. They know that the way things are getting put to them is not what happened because the host of that actual interview was taking a different line previously uh, and trying to say that Callie's not autistic as well. Oh, she's just got Asperger's. I I beg your pardon, that is autism. You know what I mean? It's a spectrum. It's on the autism spectrum. Well, there's so so much revisionist history uh, went between the two. And they tried to clear it up uh, little step by step on on yeah. how this, but so many lies were told during this process. Like I had been saying, the host of this channel has never once gone into detail as to why they fell out with me to begin with. They touched on it a little bit, but they kind of skirted away from it because it's damning. There's no original or legitimate excuse for it for the following they lied out. about it they lied yeah, about they, it they asked they said oh well i knew that chancer was a, a shady character because of a few things that he'd done here and there i'm not going to get into it here well why not because that, i would love what, you to get into it please tell me these shady things that i was supposedly doing because this isn't this is not what happened the reason we fell out is because this person actually attempted to get james english and billy moore to denounce you they did not do that they then claimed that Billy Moore and James English had claimed that you'd said you were going to be getting in touch with them. That was not true. And I pointed out the fact that that was not true and that that had never been said. And that's why this person fell out with me. There was no shady yeah. goings on. There was no mention of me being shady beforehand. But, you know, whatever. I, I couldn't, really, couldn't really give a damn, to be honest with but you. But it was just lies. It's important to, to address these things because um, it just points out, I, I think, Anyone that's been following Daddygate intently and closely knows which side is telling the truth. Is it our side or that side? And we've laid down the evidence, tons and tons, mounds of evidence. And we had been making the claim um, that these two were in cahoots. You know, the host and and Sean were in cahoots early in the year. And... Mm. I had been doing it on, on my live streams. I had been saying that, and a lot of people were laughing. Some were like, "Oh, that's just too outlandish, too it's outlandish." Yeah, and yeah. yeah, it's just you're 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 reaching too much. And yep. now, in in retrospect, I was damn right. The evidence was out there, and it's been confirmed. And and even watching these backpedaling, uh, trying to put Daddy Gate uh, to bed shows only proves it. You know, they're they've rewritten the the whole historical context as to how it started what was said and what was done uh twisting the entire narrative around like the whole 
the whole Cali Diamond interview wasn't really mentioned as a key instigation as to why the host fell out with me. Instead, it had that, been that saying, was well, literally the reason. That was yes, the, the that was the entire reason, reason man. And instead, what did the host say that, that the falling out was? Oh, you know, I started getting a bad feeling for him. Uh, he he was coming after your blood, Shawnee Poo. Uh, he yeah. was, you know, he, he wanted to, to put you that. in the ground. Nothing to do with that. Just a complete and utter lie. It's 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 laughable, dude. I was listening to it. Of course, I was tuned in. Um, I even jumped into the live chat on the Q and A segment, and it was it was great jokes. Um, I don't know if you want to touch on that, and then we can move on to the whole uh, the Q and A. That's where you know things really really got a little more heated up. But you know, so what they did was they premiered before they did the Q and A video. They premiered a pre-recorded um, podcast between the host and, and Sean, and that was done like a couple of weeks prior to the premiere, right? If, yeah, if with mistaken. little snippets, little snippets like Sean's opinion on Dan and G, um, and what was it? There was a couple English. of things. Uh, Callie's autism, where yeah. the host said that they were the one that brought up the fact that Callie was autistic first and foremost. Well, what's that got to do with anything? What does it matter who brought it up? This individual is attention starved and will do anything to garner any kind of attention, uh, any kind of support. And, and it's quite apparent, you know, people have been commenting whether the appearance by Mr. Muhammad on the show, you know, if it's possible that it was a setup by this individual, this individual has vehemently denied it and uh, says, oh, I would never stoop to those levels. I'm not sure about that at all. I have severe doubts on that. And this is one of the things that fueled their hatred towards us because we were getting that attention all of a sudden. So that's a that's a huge part of the puzzle, puzzle that doesn't get touched on. And it makes complete sense as to why this host wouldn't touch on it because it's damning and it's embarrassing. And this person just wants all the shine, all the glory onto themselves. And then throwing in all these little, I mean, you know, how low class can you be to start insinuating, like Sean Atwood was stating, that we are pedophile protectors or even worse, pedophiles ourselves? Uh, another bogus claim without evidence. This is a pattern by this individual makes the most crazy, crazy outlandish claims and never backs it up. These over are, and over again, man. And it's just like, you know, to say things like that, it's just like, what are you talking about? You know, like, what are you on about? Are you going to provide any evidence whatsoever of these claims? Or are you just going to throw it out there hoping it sticks? I mean, he there was one point where Atwood actually said, after saying, oh, they're obviously either pedos or pedophile enablers. What? So anyone that criticizes Sean Atwood is enabling pedophiles. Like, get a grip, mate. After that, he was like, you know, if you look at Chancellor's avatar, uh, it's it's a little cartoon cat thing. You know, that's really dodgy in itself. You know, this little cartoon cat. And he, he trailed off and he mumbled off, not confident in what he was trying, not confident enough in what he was saying. He couldn't grab what he wanted to say by the balls and blurt it out. You know, it was just something that he'd had. He wanted to, he wanted to get it out there. It, you know, it was, a, it was a pathetic display by a weak man. It really was. But, you know, that's Sean Atwood for you. But couple of days prior 
to this, and this is hearsay, this is just me saying this, because I actually deleted the, I actually blocked this person from my comments, one of the few people that I've actually blocked from my comments after showing the misses, I was like, look at these fucking comments, they're so weird, and she was like, yeah, yeah, I was like, no, I need to block this person, this is clearly a nonce. Uh, there was somebody in my comments constantly talking, and this just happened, like I say, no more than a week before this statement by Sean Atwood about my avatar being in somehow connected to pedophilia. Uh, someone was making very similar comments about that, but they were sort of like projecting out their own desires onto it as well. They said that it looked like a it looked like a, a little girl. Uh, it looked like it wasn't wearing any clothes. It looked like it was like precocious and all this sort of weird. It was like someone was on cocaine and spewing out the darkest parts of their mind on a Saturday night, you know, uh, and. It, really did make me uncomfortable so i was like i need to get this person off my comments this is a freak i've actually had another a couple of comments sort of by sort of creepy weirdos recently um but this one specifically was going on about the avatar and it was almost as if they were saying how sexy it was but how childlike it was and it was well creepy and then atwood comes out with a very similar a ve he tries to go down a very similar road and then mumbles off about it and it just makes me wonder if it was actually him that was it, it, that was saying was it comments. him or was he creeping your comments i and saw that was inspired I thought, that's a good one yeah it yeah, could have easily been that. i'm not su i'm not suggesting that it was sean atwood but what i am suggesting is that that uh that line of thinking has never come up on my channel before in the last yeah. year because i think it's been a year now that the channel's been up uh it's no one's ever said that before you know what i mean so it, it's just very strange that i would, would come out with it a week a week later but in a sort of mumbled kind of not quite fully formed sort of way and then trail off and there were some things that were brought up in this q a which i personally found quite concerning which probably warrant a little bit of further discussion which is the the main one being the statement by mr atwood he said twice that Callie's son, Callie's 12-year-old son, begged them not to do the prank. So he begged this guy, Sean Atwood, he begged this man that he doesn't really know, uh, presumably, not to film this fake child abuse incest prank with his mum and put it out. And he said, please don't do it. And Sean Atwood said, it just goes to show how immature I am that I just did it anyway. And he was right. I shouldn't have done it. And he said that twice. It's like, there's so many questions that need to be asked there. It's like, how, if he's telling you not to do it, he obviously knows what the content of the prank, shall we say, was. Otherwise, he wouldn't be telling you not to do it. Why is a 12-year-old getting to know what kind of thing his degenerate mother's friend is getting up to with his mother? You know? Yeah. It's, yeah, that's, uh, that whole aspect of it is... is kind of creepy in itself the other thing i guess you know to move on to another because i know i'm trying to get through as much information as possible but when you know just to change things up a little bit when the q a happened so they did that premiere video and then they did a q a session that was live and in that Live session, Sean had been talking about Callie living in the woods, roasting marshmallows, skinning animals, uh, living the doomsday prepper life, if you will, away from social media. I didn't even catch that bit. I should probably watch that. I didn't even hear that bit. I'm okay, saying I, that. I, may, 
I made that up, but <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear exactly. anything about our living in the woods or anything like that. I never yeah, it, that, stuff. Th- that was the gist of it. I did exaggerate a little bit, but basically, she's living in the woods. Fake uh, news. Ten, yeah, ten, <laughs> tending to her horses, living with the animals, something along those lines. But that was said, and then uh, forty-five minutes in is when Mr. Muhammad Butt of BNT calls in, and he's on the ropes. You know, it'd be awesome to get a real body language expert to analyze Sean's reaction to when Mr. Yeah, one that isn't Muhammad... desperate to work with Sean Atwood. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, all the body language experts so far have just wanted to be on his show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, carry on. But, yeah, you don't have to be an expert. Just look at his damn body language. Yeah, we're and... all human beings. We can all read body language. Yeah, we've been in situations where... You know, we've been busted for this or that. We've all been busted. I mean, we're all humans. You can see him busted and looking for a way out. He is yeah. now. He didn't consent to that. It's pretty. It's pretty apparent and obvious that he did not yeah. consent to having Mister Butt on the line, and uh, he was completely uncomfortable with the whole situation. And uh, he then calls out for a lifeline. You know, he doesn't want to be the weakest link. Goodbye. He calls for a lifeline, and his lifeline is who other than Miss Callie Diamond, the person that is now living allegedly in the woods and uh, skinning animals. The person who is his witness for absolutely everything, the person who just does absolutely everything Sean Atwood asks them to. It's just it's so weird. And he even said he's got a box of our medical records sitting in his house, you know what I mean? And, and then he uses those as evidence to back up his stories. Like, there's so much wrong that's going on. I've spoken to people that say that it sounds like Sean Atwood is trafficking Cali, you know? Like, they really believe that Sean Atwood is the trafficker, you know? Now, I'm not saying that, but it's certainly odd that he's got her medical records and she just say whatever, you know, she's always there on the phone for him. As you say, she's supposed to be living out in the forest at this point, and he just phones her up. He claimed he phoned her up out of nowhere and she had no advance warning. Well, how did he know he, that she was going to answer the phone then? Well, the whole you know, time he's obviously he's getting... texting her. Yeah, the the whole time, and you pointed that out on your video. You started making all these clicking sounds. Uh, he's looking down. He's obviously texting her, like you're saying. There's obviously. Uh, 100%, uh, no doubt about it, that no he's doubt. texting Callie, like, hey, I'm going to call you up. Be, be by your phone. Are you by your phone? You know, yeah. you, be ready. And remember, we got to stick to this uh, thing. And the way Mr. Butt handled it, he's like, holy shit, bro. Like, this is your evidence? This is the best yeah. you have? This exactly. is hilarious, bro. And uh, <laughs> you brought up the medical records. Remember, I think we may have had talked about this on one of the earliest Daddygate podcast episodes that we had where Callie sent me all those medical records as well. And uh, she was trying to get me to do videos on it, talk about it on the live stream. And I I mentioned it to you. I go, look, bro, what the hell? Callie's sending me all these medical records, blah, blah, blah. Uh, what the hell is this about? And I told him my gut feeling was that it was all a setup trying to get me to talk about an individual's medical records on the air. And maybe that was a way to shut me down then at that point in time. And uh, yeah. Or Sean it's to have crazy. these records as well is just... Manipulation spilled all over. You've got, it. you know, you've got these because 
you just delete you deleted them. We discussed yeah. it, and you just de- you just deleted it because I, uh, do you not confront Carly and say why the hell are you sending me this I stuff anyway? I'm not anything yeah, with I go, this. I I told Carly I go quit sending me these things because it was just... stuff going back to like nineteen eight like nineteen ninety or something like that, and it was they were obviously legit. Uh, I took one look at it and I was like, where did you get these? But it was from, you know, it was from Callie directly that, that she sent them. She sent you lots of data. It's just straight, you know, like we got them and we're like, we don't want anything to do with this. But Sean Atwood gets them and then he's just kept them and and references. And, and he's them. openly, yeah, he's openly talking about that. He has them and, and check this out and that. And so, you know, I have said in the past that there was times where I knew I was talking to Callie directly. And there was other times where I knew I was talking to Callie through, or to Sean through Callie. Sean pretending uh, so, to be Callie. Yeah, n- now or... it makes you makes you wonder if it was him sending me the yeah. shit. Yeah, know? I think it was. I, I mean, I thought it was at the time. I thought that was him. Uh, but it was from Callie's email address. But Callie said that Sean had access to her email address previously yeah. uh, and her social media accounts. So... Yeah, it's, uh, it's just it's a strange more, situation more. because if, you know Callie is a vulnerable person, and I don't care how many times Sean wants to say that her mum supports what he did. Uh, you know, unfortunately, Callie doesn't appear to have been raised particularly well by strong role models and people that care about her. You know, going on the basis of what she's up to at the moment and her issues with um, addiction. Uh, sex work, uh, killing innocent people in road traffic collisions, you know, all these different things. Like, Callie hasn't turned out that well, so I'm not really going to take advice from our primary caregiver in matters of morals. And Sean Atwood's saying that Callie's mother, stepmother, adoptive mother, whatever it happens to be, uh, because they've said both, haven't they? Adoptive mother and stepmother. So does she have both? Like, maybe, but... Uh-huh. Um, you know, I'm not going to take advice. Like she says that, well, Kali recreating this fake daddy-daughter abuse scene uh, with Sean Atwood, an anti-pedophile campaigner. That's Kali healing. That's yeah. that's her healing. I mean, I somehow think that if she hadn't met Sean Atwood, she'd probably be healing a little bit further along the road to healing. Oh, you know? no question, man. This being on social media, uh, it, you know, I, I'll give her credit. She's she handles criticism pretty damn well. Uh, you know, I, I'll give her that much. She has shown she can she can hang in there. Going through everything she's going is not good for anyone's mental health. Uh, no one should be put through that. And rather than, you know, calling Callie as a lifeline, you know, for everyone to see and, and bring her back into the mix after her prison sentence or whatever, Mm-hmm. I, in my opinion, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a therapist. I'm not claiming to be any of that such. But in my opinion, if if it was true that she was living in the woods, uh, you know, roasting animals and stuff, that's fine. That that's actually good. But then, yeah. hypocritically, to get a phone call 20 minutes later and getting dragged back into this online mess, how is that? To lie, Sean yeah. thinking that he's caring for the best interests of this person. Exactly, and he's asking her to lie, according to Mohammed. Anyway, yeah. uh, you know somebody's yeah. lying there. So again, yeah, I mean, again, bringing her back into the spotlight of of the whole internet scandal. 
You know what I mean? Like, that's what makes it funny. And Mr. Chris H brought this point up. And so I want to give him uh, props for that. But he's like, you know, one minute she's living in the woods, uh, getting her mental sanity back intact. And then uh, a few minutes later is used as a lifeline to bail, to try and bail Sean out of that sticky situation he was in where he was being exposed as a damn liar. Yeah. And why was she in the woods uh, healing is because she's just been released from prison, you know, after four and a half months inside, apparently. Um, So like this is a damaged, vulnerable, vulnerable person, you know, and, you know, I get a bit of flack for constantly talking about uh, what Sean Atwood did with her, but he's the one that put that out there. It's only public because he himself put that out there to try and get the jump on what the actual host had on him, you know, the naked photographs of of Kali. I, I think if Atwood had just come out in the first place and just say, look, I was just, I was just helping her with her sex work stuff, her sex work profile, <laughs> that would have been the end of the matter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, but he couldn't just Easy say, yeah, enough. I was just helping yeah. her with her sex work profile. And maybe he could have just said, I didn't disagree. I didn't really agree with what she was asking me to do, but I just went along with it, you know, like yeah. to help her. But he couldn't, well, even, you know, he couldn't even do that. They don't even. He's got to claim that it's part of some mission to take down child abusers uh, and that anyone who criticizes race. him themselves is a child yeah. abuser. Yeah, claiming that a mixed race yeah. individual uh was was responsible for making sean atwood's computer filled full of stuff that lures pedos you know just Uh, that's the thing that's the whole point of it like you just said had he come out and just admitted this thing would have blown would have came fast and furious like some people do but (laughs) it would have blown over that's it instead the added lies, and I've said this in the past, so I'm sorry if I sound like a broken record, but the added lies, the ensuing BS that accompanied said Taking lies. Taking channels like down. Copyright rights. Yeah, yep. all this other crap, man. Having has people just made, calling the police on his critics. Like, yeah, it, just, it just made what, some, what should have been a fast and furious deal into a, a year later. I mean, oh, you know what? Happy anniversary. Happy Daddy Gay anniversary, Sean. It is September, and pretty much September was, you know, the the whole yeah, anniversary yeah. of us, I think, meeting. You know, to be honest with you, it's been about a year since we met. Take a movie, um, yeah. This month in September, I, I can't remember the exact day, but well, it's, it's been a year. Yeah. It has been a year since this whole thing. And, like, again, this should have been blown over and done with. Everyone, let's move on. Let's move forward. But a year later, we're still talking about it. And it's because his ego be- can't let it go, man. He turned in, he turned himself into an absolute lol cow. He turned himself into a total laughing stock. And you can't you you can't stop every time you milk him, more lols come out. It's just <laughs> I don't know what he's done to himself, but he's he's fucking memed himself. Shout out to all the milkers out there. Hell yeah. Exactly, um, yeah. <laughs> but, dude, um, it just hit me, you know, it just dawned on me when you brought up the whole thing that, you know, had he done this and done that, dealt with it like a man, dealt mm-hmm. with it honestly, this would have been done with. We would not be here a year later. And that's when it dawned on me. I'm like, holy shit, bro. It's been a year since you and I first yeah. made contact. And that's what, this is what I 
kind of touched on with Uncle Bob the other night. I go, the biggest and most positive thing of this whole thing, because we can sit here all day pointing out all the negativity. Uh, this is bad. This, you know, this is terrible. This shouldn't have happened, blah, blah, blah. We can sit here for days uh, doing it. But the most positive aspect that has come out of this was has been the community that has community. Uh, been built, the friendship that has flowered between you and I. And it's been a year, man. So happy anniversary on that, my man. <laughs> exactly, man. Happy, no, happy yeah, anniversary. Dude, I, I, it sounds cheesy. Ha- sounds cheesy as fuck, but it just it, I didn't really think about it. I, you know, before we started recording, sound, sometimes I think of, okay, I, I need to hit on this. I need to hit on that. And then we just roll with it. But it just really, really just dawned on me. Like, Holy shit, bro. It's been a, it's been a year now. And that is that is testament to the amount of content that Sean Atwood continuously gifts us on a regular basis by just being so absolutely unbelievably low IQ. Shout out, shout out. That's what Sean said. So when I trolled into the Q and A live chat, um, I came in there uh, making some funny comments. Which were, of course, deleted, banned, cancel culture stuff. <laughs> of course, they but were. Sean, Sean got excited that I was in there. To, you know, to be honest, Sean got excited. I saw like, that oh, bit. I saw he's that in bit. there. Couldn't, shout couldn't out! Shout out! So, Sean, shout out, bro! Happy anniversary! Shout out! I'm starting to get the feeling that he kind of enjoys the attention because he's not getting attention. He needs all the attention he can get because it's a dying channel. I'm not just talking smack. I'm not just trying to say things uh, to make, you know, what, what's the right word I'm looking for? Just to put just him to make, down. Yeah, to put him down. I'm not, I'm being dead serious. The channel yeah. is dying. So any activity and, you know, one of the things Callie would always tell me, and maybe through Sean, maybe it was Sean telling me this. Uh, especially after the hot mic, there was a lot of uh, advice that was given to me, and it was probably Sean feeding Callie this stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. But it was—it's all about the clicks, baby. That's all yeah. Callie would say. It's all about the clicks, baby. It's all about the clicks. So this attention to Daddy Gate, as negative as it is on our end towards the whole situation, in his mind, using the forty-eight laws and all that stuff. But any publicity, whether it's bad publicity, is good publicity. Yeah, court so, attention at all costs. I think yeah, it's he's reveling in this attention, man. It's po- It's quite possible, and it's possible that he knows it's not even good for him, but he just enjoys it when it happens. You know, I've I've got a slightly different take. I think I think he realizes, as I said in my video, I think he realizes that if he gets any bigger, uh, he's not going to be able to explain this to uh, the normal man on the street or woman on the street. You know, he's not going to be able to explain this to people uh, in the way that he's tried to explain it to us gullible fools that were subbed to his channel. You know, it's or the people that he thinks are gullible fools that have been subbed to his channel. I think he knows that it's it's not going to wash. I really do. And that's why I think he's trying to counter this narrative. And he just wants not enough stuff out there on YouTube that he can point to newcomers to the situation. He can point newcomers to the situation towards these little videos, these interviews on other people's channels, saying, look, I've exposed them a million times. They're just trolls. Uh, I think that's what he's trying to do, in, in my personal opinion. And But, yeah, I mean, it's quite possible that he enjoys the enjoys the attention. And 
he's not wired uh, the same as you know as many other people. He's quite cool under pressure. He doesn't really care about. He doesn't seem to care about consequences particularly. He does try and clear things up, but he doesn't really care. Uh, about the potential consequences of you know what what he's done in my opinion anyway we we um, seen it time and time and again man like popping up yeah. in the live streams that we used to do you know great memories in this last year man maybe that's yeah, what we should do. maybe that should be the next daddy gate episode we'll reminisce you know we'll yeah, reminisce man, that could be an idea. And, and bring up some good stuff yeah that's that will probably be a good episode on top on top of finishing off some of the ideas here but the reason i say he kind of enjoys it was you know, he even made the the comment. He was like, he was talking about me. You know, the the American troll, I guess. Uh, is first it was the American podcaster. Now apparently it's the Scottish troll and the American troll. Apparently, uh, but he was saying like, yeah, you know, I, I I I like some of his stuff. Some of his stuff made me laugh. Even his thumbnails make me laugh. But he shouldn't have just crossed that line. I'm the one that shouldn't have crossed that line. Yeah, you know, exactly. But but to hear him say that. To me, signals that he enjoys this shit, man. He revels in it, and, and so that's why I said, even though you may have a slightly different take on it, that's why I said, you know, that's why I feel that way. It's certainly possible, and you know, sometimes, it, as always and often seems to be the case, the truth could be somewhere in the middle. You know, yeah. he might absolutely—it's pretty clear he absolutely despises us. Um, it's a lot. But he might enjoy. He might enjoy the. You know the action that he gets from it. You know it's quite possible, but you know I don't I don't care whether he enjoys the action or not. Like I, I still think it's absolutely wrong that uh, this guy claims to be fighting a war on paedophiles. I think it's just so disingenuous and uh, wrong. And then he continues to interview people who have been victims of abuse, uh, and then he and then he goes out and tries to slander any critic of his. So. You know, it's it's morphed from just a, an absolutely ridiculous situation which he tried to cover up and failed to cover up uh, to growing so many different arms and legs that you you get such a uh, um, such a feel for his character that you realise that he's not what I would consider to be a, a good role model. Let's put it like that uh, for the, the people uh, that he makes podcasts for he, the kids not, that he says he's defending. Yeah, he's not and, who he portrays himself out to be. Even in that Q and A session, um, he he couldn't help but bring up his buttocks getting destroyed again. It's like he has some kind of weird fetish with telling the whole world about that, you know. And then the I host, you see that man? Yes, I, I, he I, brought I, it up I, again, and and the host was like. Oh, Shawnee, let's not go there. Like, trying to say, like, the host was acting like, let's not go there. But then you look at the host, like, getting giddy, like, kind of getting excited over that kind of talk on the channel. And then later the, later the host says, see, oh, Shawnee, look, now everyone in the comments is talking about you, your, your ass. And, you know, he brought it up again, bro. Like, I'm like, dude, he just can't help it. And, and that's why I think he enjoys it. Again, another reason why yeah. I think he, he enjoys this shit. Well, he claims that he's emotionally stunted as well. But to talk yeah. to Kali's 12-year-old son about this prank and for the 12-year-old son to say, please don't please do not do this. You can imagine how the 12-year-old said, he's like, even he told me not to do it. So that's a child saying, please don't put this video out of you what and my mum. Do you know what I mean? 
And he's like, I did it anyway, you know, because I'm so, so immature. So that makes you, that begs a question. So if he talked to Callie's 12-year-old son about this video, did he also tell him about the nudes all over his flat? That exactly. was never yeah. brought up. If he's yeah. talking to the 12-year-old about the prank and he's talking to the 12-year-old about the blowjob scene where she calls him daddy, why wouldn't they talk about the nudes around yeah. the flat? And you is know that I mean? appropriate? Just, yeah, is that, is that appropriate? It's completely inappropriate. And if Sean Atwood is so emotionally stunted that he thinks it's appropriate to speak to 12-year-olds about this kind of thing, I don't think therapy can help him if he's so stunted that he thinks that that is acceptable or appropriate. That was one thing I would dis- definitely want to get out of the point because that, that's a valid, legitimate concern, man. Uh, you, you're you going to sit there and talk about how you even, even Callie's 12-year-old son knew about this whole thing. So how much did you go into this whole thing? And that was another curious thing that did, you know, for a show, for a Q&A session to be out there to you know in theory put daddy gate to rest if you will uh so that Mm -hmm. it's never talked about again you didn't talk about the nudes yeah you didn't talk about that you didn't address that and if you go to spot uh this podcast the daddy gate podcast is on your favorite podcast player spotify uh amazon music all that stuff if you listen to podcasts uh on the audio version it will be on there this show will be on there. All the other previous shows are on there. But the other show that is on there is the three-hour Daddy Gate podcast bonanza that we did where we went through the A through Z of Daddy Gate. If you guys are interested, um, if you are new to this, welcome to the channel. Uh, listen to episode one through ten. You will get caught up because we try to be – we address these shows as – the chronological events unfold, you know, and sometimes they're weeks apart. Sometimes they may, may be a month apart, but we, we try to keep you updated on to all things that again. But I did upload that whole three hour bonanza. It's hilarious. It's funny, but we address everything and we address stuff that these individuals that apparently wanted to close daddy gate don't even touch, don't even go near. And the nudes in the flat <coughs> of Sean Atwood's flat is a giant instrumental piece to the puzzle that never gets mentioned by any of these guys. Yeah, it's so true. They they avoid that, but like the plague, because they are so explicit. It's not just tasteful nudes. It's sexually explicit sex acts that are being yeah. recorded. Uh, not just not just actual photos, but videos of it as well. Some people don't realize that so, some of those were not photos that were actually videos of Kali engaging in sex acts that clearly in his home you can't get around it you can't get around it man and so Sean never addresses it because he can't get away from it that is one of the most damning pieces to the whole daddy gate thing but it's okay it's okay dude because it's she's only got Asperger's you know that makes it okay man it's it's just it's just Asperger's uh, that she has, not not autism. So that makes yeah, that makes it right. That makes it fine. Now, masturbating on his uh, sofa while he's filming it, fine. That, that and, makes and, and we forget, man. Kelly's Ka- mind functions at an Einstein-like level. Uh, one of the most intelligent human beings of all time, um, and, well, and her, her mind functions at, yeah at a million times a second. You know, faster just, than anyone else's. 
Yeah, so it, it, it's fine then. I guess it's we're definitely wrong. not being taken advantage of. Even though Sean Atwood himself said that he was taking advantage of an autistic, vulnerable person, he only said that so he could keep his job. He didn't actually take advantage of an autistic, vulnerable person. He just said he took advantage of an autistic, vulnerable person so that he could keep his job. I mean, and that sounds perfectly reasonable. I know for a fact that I would happily admit to taking advantage of an autistic, vulnerable person if I was <laughs> going to keep my job. There's no way I would be saying, uh, what? I never yeah. did that. You're absolutely yeah. full of shit. There's no way I'm saying that. Uh, and if you try and get me to say that, I'm going to be taking you to court. You know? that's, that's a classic, you know, that statement. If someone told you to jump off of a bridge, would you? If we ask Sean that, I think we all know what the answer is, you know, according to his own words. <laughs> he would jump off that damn bridge, you know? Uh, it, it, yeah, it's laughable, dude. It's it's not believable. Mr. But definitely came out the winner in that exchange. Definitely. Uh, sounded you can feel about him how you want on other issues again i i'm just saying this caveat i can't make that clear enough and i do this quite a bit because i don't want people making the wrong assumptions or assertions have your own opinion i'm talking about this specific incident and in this specific incident it was clear who was telling the damn truth and it was. Who was completely lying and squirming uh completely uncomfortable because they were yeah. being pulled out and I want to see what uh, what Mr. Buck comes up with as well, because he said he was going to get all the evidence together in writing. And, you know, whether he decides to just leave it or not, I don't know. But I would I would like to I would like to see where this goes, because at the end of the day, Atwood has been saying that brand YouTube told him to take advantage of a trafficked vulnerable woman. And he's saying that. You know, they told him to say that he didn't do it. And it'd be interesting to see if they do want to take it further. We're going to, on Twitter, I'm going to tweet BNT this podcast episode. Uh, so I hope everyone, if you guys don't follow us on Twitter, make sure you follow us on Twitter. Uh, Twitter links will be in the description. And yeah. uh, retweet. I'm going to make a tweet uh, on the main Twitter feed, What is Truth Pod? Uh, and please, everyone, retweet the hell out of it. Let's get it out there. That's one way. So. We do these shows, we're trying to expose, and, and you guys are instrumental in all this. So whenever you guys share these videos, this episode, uh, you guys retweet our stuff, you guys are helping. That is your guys, that is you guys putting uh, work into action, you know? You're not just being casual listeners of, of the show, of the program. So please, please retweet, share, uh, and just spread the word, you know? Yeah, definitely. I mean, a retweet actually does very much help spread the word. Um, you can do a podcast and not get any retweets. You do a podcast and you get retweets and it multiplies the amount of people that can hear it. So it is worth doing. Um, and, you know, it's also, there's a lot of people that still don't know what's happening with Daddy Gate or in many cases now they've only seen what Sean Atwood has been saying about us, calling us the trolls, etc. So the first interaction you'll get from somebody will be, them coming on your channel and saying, oh, so you're the Scottish troll, you know, you're the troll then that, that I was talking about. So if if they're actually seeing this side of the story from people that they've got on their social media feeds, it helps, it takes away, it helps dampen that bias uh, that they may have from Mr. 700, was it 700,000 subs? He's got 680,000 subs. 
yeah. uh, putting his word out there. People are unfortunately more liable to believe him over us until they see the evidence or until they get word of mouth through from their own peers on the matter, you know? So well, and, and, that, and that's when the activity comes into play too, you know, the, the whole channel activity. This is a small channel, you know, with only about 1,500 subs at the time of this recording. But the activity, you know, the amount of times it gets shared and viewed, it is when you put it, you know, like a pound for pound, you know, if you were to compare it, you know, on the scale, it farly, it, it, it exceeds everything. And, and it goes back onto that first point that I made at the very beginning of the show was for them to only have X amount of, you know, viewers, 50, 60 viewers uh, on this most, you know, what they were calling an anticipated show. Yeah, um, it was just surprisingly fully adver- Yeah, fully advertised weeks in advance. They should have had way more activity. The, the interview uh, you've all been waiting for. Yeah, the interview yeah, the, with Sean Atwood, of all people. You know what I mean? The famous, it, it, the famous anti-child abuse campaigner. Yeah, the time comes... And no one is interested. No one's watching. No it's one cares. Too. No one believes. So Both so of these liars. It, it just shows. And like I said, people watch these things. And the activity, in my opinion, speaks for itself. People know who is telling the truth. And it, it becomes apparent, quite clear, who is telling the truth. And who is just lying over and over and over. Mixing more lies with more lies. Uh producing disinformation, rewriting history, revisionist history on full display, man. Yeah, but um, it's not going to work because we're just going to call it out every time it happens. So it yeah. ain't going to work. They're never going to manage to do it. Well, this is why they tried to get you flagged off YouTube and take credit for succeeding. It's why you, your channel got taken down at five, was it 5,000 subs? 5,000 subs, but the live down. streams, man, the, the live streams that, that I was doing on that channel, um, I got to the point on the main channel where I didn't even have to have a guest. I was getting 300, 350 viewers on a live stream by myself on a tiny channel yeah. as that. And there's no question. There's no question had, you know, my channel's been uh, in the yeah, ether. Views were always like 6,000, 7,000, up to like 20,000 on certain podcasts. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So you were getting well, 100, the, the, 100%. The video that got striked. The video that I got strike had fifty thousand, bro. Um, That's right. You know the yeah. the video that that Sean illegally copyright struck had fifty thousand over fifty thousand views, man. And yeah. then I re-uploaded it. He struck it, and I fought and overturned it. True Media uploaded it. It got copyright struck, and it got overturned again. And now another channel called Daddy Gates will never die recently uploaded that same exact video and it was illegally copyright struck it's going to get overturned again how does he and so, get away with continuously doing this did he yeah. did sean atwood strike this again did he yeah. yes sean did it sean Unbelievable. Uh, did it. so here's what here's my challenge to you guys go to my odyssey download it and share it because it has been it's a fully fully legal video there's a reason why it gets overturned over and over and over again and the video apparently is so damning that sean copyright strikes it every time it pops up so That's imagine ridiculous imagine youtube's taking no action against him for that it's unbelievable yeah. but imagine if hundreds of people uh listening to this downloaded the video 
uh, and spread it onto their channel. It doesn't matter if you yeah, have upload it on your own channel. Yeah. yeah, there's a reason he it's bothering him enough to the point where he's illegally copyright striking. He can't copyright strike every single person. So uh, it's and you know what? It's not illegal. It's your it's video, you yeah. own the copyright to that video. It's your creative work. And I am authorizing people to do this, to download it and share it. And it bugs him so much. Uh, it's it's bothering him so much that he's filing these false. He's abusing the DMCA uh, system, you know, all that stuff. So completely getting away with it. Yeah, that's that's definitely a point I want to make. Um, the video has been won. It has been proven time and time and again by YouTube overturning this illegal copyright strike. So there, there's no issue. Download the video, share it, and make it go far and beyond man but youtube need to be doing something youtube need to be doing something about all these false copyright strikes that he keeps perpetrating this is ridiculous it costs youtube money every time someone does a false copyright strike and he's just getting away with it over and over again targeting little channels with you know it's just outrageous. and shout out to true media by the way uh for being yeah. steadfast and once again we like to give my shout out as well when we remember to but true media has been steadfast but to, to take the brunt of some of these things when your channel is up and cut because true media actually got struck down initially he had a channel with i think he had about did he not have about five thousand subs or a thousand subs or something before, initially uh, uh, yeah. and then it was taken down this was before we actually start me and you started collaborating i could be thinking of someone else but anyway the fact of the matter I think is he had a, he had a few hundred after, subs for sure yeah but, atwood is going after people that he thinks cannot defend themselves actually that video is here on the daddy gate podcast channel as well uh, the video is on here, and the video was illegally copyright struck here on this channel, and lo and behold, it was overturned. The video is still showing on my channel, so um, you could either download it from the Odyssey or download it from right here, the dot, the Daddy Gate Podcast channel, and yeah. download it because it he he's so quick to strike it down. So obviously, the truth hurts, and he and. There's a reason why he acts on it quickly, even though he knows damn well. So if he's listening uh, right now, he knows damn well that these copyright strikes will get overturned. So it doesn't matter if he hits you. If he hits you with it, uh, get in uh, contact with us and we can discuss it. Exactly. But he actually needs to be – YouTube need to crack down on this. It's ridiculous. Yeah. You and I would not get away with that. You know what I mean? fact that he gets away with that is just it's just ridiculous just playing favorites but then again there's probably you know that's probably what is happening with sean artwood is youtube is playing favorites with him and that's why he's getting away with so much dog shit uh you know the kind of crap that he's pulling against other little channels he's going around asking people to dogpile others asking people to mass report others false flag others he's false flagging himself it's completely illegal and erroneous and you know, we did talk about this a few weeks ago, but even with Matt Orphalea, he was trying to say that we had basically just downloaded his material in its entirety and made straight uploads, not transforming or, or commenting any of that. Completely yeah. lying through the damn lies. Teeth, We've man. never done that. Why would we want to? Why would we'd upload his content in his entirety. We, what an we would be fanboying at that time. Yeah, we exactly. would be fanboying. What's the point in that? Yeah. It's, it's a joke, man. It's no a complete lie. Why would, make no sense. And, <laughs> and why would trolls 
people that that supposedly want to bring him down why would be straight uploading his material we would just yeah. be promoting his channel at that point in time so it's a clear freaking lie uh I'm that sean kidding. has been saying to try to explain away these copyright strikes that were completely illegal and false and even the host gave me props for overturning these copyright strikes but now it's like oh no no you, you, yeah yeah you can't do this yeah yeah blah, 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 blah. get the hell out of here but it doesn't, it doesn't surprise me man this was a great episode, man. It was jam-packed. Um, I think people are going to love it, man. Uh, please, everyone, share the living crap out of it on your social medias, on Twitter. I'm going to tweet this show on Twitter. So just simply hit that retweet button. God damn it. And that's how you guys can do your guys' part. Uh, much love to every single one of you guys that tune in uh, week in and six weeks out <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, hopefully it will work out and we will have another daddy gate, uh, podcast where we can reminisce the whole, do basically a year in review in daddy gate history. And it's more important, uh, than ever now to do that and revisit it because again, we've said this over and over, but revision revisionist history is taking place. Uh, it's getting rewritten as we speak and we, this is a way to stop it. We, by documenting it. By putting it on the record week in and week out, or week in and six weeks out, whatever the case. But uh, uh, this is a way to fight right it. To do, uh, it's our full right to do it, and it's your right to do it. Uh, you know, it's the audience's right to do it. We have the full right to discuss these things. As much as they say that they're now closing the door on Daddy Gate, they have no say in the matter. My Daddy Gate opinion, my Daddy Gate choice. Yes, 100%. <laughs> right. man. My man, I know, I know. We went a little bit over time, but you were gracious enough to stay on the line. And uh, I think people are going to enjoy the show. If you guys enjoy it, you guys know what to do with those goddamn like buttons. And uh, share and subscribe. Subscribe to my man Chance or where can they find you? Uh, best place is obviously YouTube, of course. So get me on YouTube.com slash Chancer. And you can also get me on Twitter dot com slash chance media as well yeah maybe brand youtube one day as well yeah you can you can find me on odyssey um we we've only got a couple hundred subs that help me build it up y'all show me some love uh we can be a little more freer there uh express our opinions with more freedoms uh but uh yeah follow me on odyssey uh twitter all that jazz will be in the description uh show some love and we reciprocate that love to you guys thank you guys for being patient too um hopefully we'll get that other episode next week where we can do a year in review thank you guys all for tuning in it was another exquisite episode and we will definitely be catching you hopefully very soon again yeah thanks for tuning in guys we'll catch you next time peace